Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Top of the morning to ya. Oh, you're Top ready. Morning. Let's go. Let's go to the Emerald Isle. We're going to Ireland. <laughs> We're a three out of three for accents this month. <laughs> we are doing the 1959 Darby O'Gill and the Little People. You know, I had a picture taken with a little person when I was on the Emerald Isle. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Was it? Oh, oh. A leprechaun? Yeah. A leprechaun. Oh, really? I did. Boy. Wow. That's right. An Irishman known for his tall tales befriends the king of the leprechauns, but no one believes him. This accent, it, this accent work is, you're the Irish inventing Anna. <laughs> it's a little it bit Irish. It wasn't very good. No, I love it. Keep going. Yeah. The, the whole time, whole podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up. No. Barrel Street over okay. here. <clears throat> Particulars. <laughs> that was, that was quick. Ooh, hot potato, hot potato. <laughs> you have to stop laughing at me and do some work. Darby O'Gill and the Little People. It premiered in Dublin on June 24th, 1959. That's where I was. I was in Dublin. Not in 1959. And then it premiered in the U.S. of A. on June 26th, 1959. Particulars. It is produced by Walt Disney. I mean, he's Walt fucking Disney. Um, According to Disney's... Biographer Neil Gabler, he argues that, quote, this is according to Neil Gabler, quote, Walt Disney was no racist. He never, either publicly or privately, made disparaging remarks about blacks or asserted white superiority, unlike most white Americans of his generation. However, he was racially insensitive. So, So thank you, Neil. So while Walt Disney wasn't in the KKK, let's just take a look about how he depicted black Americans in his films. <clears throat> so but he didn't say out. anything. But, so. but, he, but he couldn't. But he did. Ah. He said it in his film. Yeah. But he was no racist. <laughs> he was no racist. But that, that's just a good teaching point on because I think that a lot of people think that racist is a binary, you know, and I, I like to think of it as a it's a continuum there. It's a, a grayscale, if you will. You don't yeah. have to be in the clan. Right. You can, you can still you don't have to use uh, uh, the N word. Right. You can still be a race. I, I, although some people, I think, are so proud of themselves that they don't use the N word when they are in public and so that makes them non-racist okay so what about his anti-semitism neil gabler concludes that the available evidence does not support accusations of anti-semitism and that disney was quote not anti-semitic in the conventional sense that we think of someone (laughs) as being anti-semitic also we have alternative facts Neil Gabler over here carried a lot of Walt Disney water. Um, So he says all of that. He concludes that, quote, though Walt himself, in my estimation, was not anti-Semitic, 
Nevertheless, he willingly aligned himself with people who were anti-Semitic. Oh. Yeah. And that that reputation stuck with him. Uh And then furthermore... So it, it's kind of so then he, you know, he's like, but he but what are we saying? This Neil Gabler doing a lot of like, where's this coming from that he he just. Yes, he Walt Disney invited Lenny Riefenstahl, who made Nazi propaganda films such as The Triumph of the Will and had her tour his studio one month after the crystal knocked. But hey, who's who is to say now? What is the crystal knocked? You may ask. Well, that was a.k.a. the Night of Broken Glass on November 9th, 1939, when Mm -hmm. Nazis went around destroying Jewish homes, hospitals, and schools. And one month after that, so in December of 1939, he had just had Lenny Riefenstahl tour his studio, but he he just got this reputation as being anti-Semitic. What are we to do with that? So, directed by Robert Stevenson who also directed Old Yeller, Mary Poppins, King Solomon's Mind, and The Absent-Minded Professor. The screenplay is by Edward Lawrence Edward Watkin, who also wrote Treasure Island, The Story of Robin Hood, and The Sword and the Rose. This is based on the stories of Hermione Templeton Cavanaugh. She was an English... An, an, I'm sorry, she was an Irish writer... No, watch for, your mouth. I there, know. Girl. Oh my gosh. I apologize. She's an Irish writer known for her short stories, like such as Darby O'Gill and the Good People and Ashes of Old Wishes and other Darby O'Gill tales and The Color Sergeant. Um, the which, Color and then, Sergeant? Yeah. And then I like in my readings later on, I forgot who said it, but they mentioned her as her tales were very like, uh, pro-feminist and stuff and i was like oh well (laughs) not when old disney got his hands on them not this one uh the music is by oliver wallace who also did old yeller dumbo and alice in wonderland to name a few director of photography winton c hawk who was born in 1905 and helped develop technicolor and he never made a film in black and white i thought that was an interesting tidbit because he he was and given how he was born in 1905 he was just such a stickler he's like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and help invent color i refuse to shoot in black and white um he also shot joan of arc she wore a yellow ribbon and the searchers to name a few editor is stanley johnson he also did old yeller together brothers and johnny tremaine Story. Johnny Tremaine, I love that book. I read it um, one time for a book report as a biography. Did it the wasn't. whole thing and then found out it was a fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who comes marching home? No. When Johnny comes march. Okay. No, that's the Civil War. Oh, what what is Johnny Tremaine? Uh, his American bag? Revolutionary Time. Ah, I see. He was a silversmith. Oh. Starring Albert Sharp as Darby O'Gill. He's a Northern Irish actor. He was in the original Broadway production of Finian's Rainbow. He was in Brigadoon and You Never Can Tell. Janet Monroe as Katie O'Gill. 
She is a British actress. She was in Life for Ruth, Swiss Family Robinson, and The Day the Earth Caught Fire. Sean Connery as Michael McBride. He's a Scottish actor. He was in The Longest Day, The Untouchables, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade, and The Hunt for the Red October. This was one of his very early films. He actually made his film debut in 1954, so this is about five years after that, and he was... He hadn't even been cast as James Bond yet. He he was having his martinis stirred, not shaken yet. We have Jimmy O'Day as King Brian. He's an Irish actor. He was in Johnny Nobody, Cheer Boys Cheer, and Let's Be Famous. Here's a little nerd abert nerd babert. <laughs> here's, here's a little nerd babert about Jimmy O'Day. So he went uncredited because old Walt, he wanted to really deal into the and sell the idea that um, there were real fairies in this film. Mm-hmm. And hence, at the beginning of this film, there's a shout out by Walt himself to the King Brian and his boys for being a part of the film. There's even a he, this is how far he even went in the uh, marketing synergy. There's even an episode of The Magical World of Disney where Walt and Darby, who is played by Albert Sharp, capture the king and make him do the movie. So it like basically sets up, you know, that he's going to do it. But unfortunately, Jimmy O'Day thought that this was going to be his big break. And he's really good in this film. But because when it came out there and Walt wanted to uh, keep up with the charade of him being a real leprechaun king in 1959, this poor man, they didn't have IMDb back in the day. So he didn't, he, this was his moment to strike while the iron was high and get more roles and stuff. And he couldn't because everybody's like, who are you? You're what? So that was really sad. Um, Kieran Moore as Pony. He was, uh, he's an Irish actor. He was in Anna Karenia. Ten Tall Men in Arabesque. Estelle Winwood as the widow Sheila, who is Pony's mother. She's an English actress. She was in The Producers, Camelot, and The Misfits. And J.G. Delvin as Tom Kerrigan. He's a Northern Irish actor. He was in Far and Away, Johnny Nobody, and No Surrender. And those are the particulars. Well, we start with the title card that Aaron mentioned. It says, my thanks to King Brian of Naknashiga and his leprechauns, whose gracious cooperation made this picture possible, Walt Disney. It opens with an old lady telling Katie she needs to get married. Katie lives with her father in the gatekeeper's house of a big manor. Oh, Teeny did Oxnard face when she said she needs to get married. The old Poor woman, fucking Katie. Yeah. The old woman wants her I think, to... I, I don't think Katie wants to be married to a man. Oh, interesting take. Well, those Hot those take. bangs. Yeah, those bangs could indicate that. I just saw the way she was running away from being kissed. <laughs> uh, okay, wow. Okay. Sorry. But, but she Go was on. really good at churning the butter, so it, it's, you know... Well, 
Well, they use. Never mind. Go on. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, I believe I'm blushing. Katie lives with her father in the gatekeeper's house of the big manor. The woman wants her to become. Uh uh-uh. uh. Wants her son to become the gatekeeper and marry Katie. Katie's father, Darby, is in the pub telling a story about when he was granted three wishes from the leprechaun king. But when he wishes a fourth, he's told, I'll grant you great wishes or small, but you'll wish a fourth one, you'll lose them all. Then the Lord of the Manor arrives with the new gatekeeper and Darby is being retired. So he needs money. What? could go wrong well also i mean you're bearing the lead the new gatekeeper is young sean connery (laughs) whose eyebrows i'm gonna say most young people today were would would just die over and i have to say young sean connery yeah i wonder if he had a toupee i think he I think he did. I think he was very early. He was yeah, very he early. Was very, in. When he was James Bond, he always had a toupee. <clears throat> okay, so we are to uh, people of color. Mm, zero. Mm. Unless um, you're counting green. Unless <laughs> you're counting little people. But, uh, uh, and cast. Don't. I don't have cast. I have classism. There's class. Yes, yeah. Yes. And there's ageism. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the, well, I actually, I take that back. I did have one little bit of cast that, to shoehorn it in. Because we can't do Gone with the Bushes and not mention something about cast. So the horse, the brown horse's name is Cleopatra. And I believe this movie came out one year before a blue-eyed... <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. Violet Eye. I'm sorry. No, Violet Eye. No, no. Get it. This is gone with the bushes, Aaron. That was unforgivable. Where's that anger at the fact that Elizabeth Taylor is playing an African queen? But, okay. okay. Excuse me. Pardon me. Violet Eyed Elizabeth Taylor playing <sighs> Cleopatra. But, anyway. Wow. Well, well done digging that at it. Hey, yeah. and then I have the classism because there's Lord Patrick Fitzpatrick. And Fitzpatrick, he, and he has the big house and that he hardly ever lives in. Yeah, and there's he's got a dozen more. There seems to only be one good job in this town because Pony seems to be doing okay for himself, but his mom wants him to live in a in the big house. Like, I don't even think that Darby gets to live in the big house. He gets no, to live in the, the big houses. House. Yeah, in the gatekeeper's house, yeah. which I guess is the best house on the in the town. But other okay. than the Lord's house. And then there's right. And then there's the ageism because Darby is getting put out to pasture. He's retired. But then is it ageism? Because Darby does not seem like he's a he doesn't very... really seem like he's on top of it. No, right? Darby prefers to be at the pub talking about yeah. the little people. Drinking the stout. He's gotten away with it long enough. All bills come due. Right. So the manor house is the is the upper is the top of this town. If you were the lord of the manor, then you were 
uh, everything. And then to be able to be even like in that, the periphery of the manor house, it was to be the gatekeeper's house. And um, Katie was used to nice things that she got from being the daughter of the gatekeeper. And so the old woman is going, you like nice things. You need some to marry somebody who can be the gatekeeper here, you know, because your father's, you know, getting on in age. Okay, any other uh, moments of caste or classism? No. So we are to nerd alert. Okay, so this movie came out. So this is what happened the first six months of June 1959. We have uh, Batista flees Havana and Castro takes over Cuba. Okay. Alaska becomes the 49th state of the Union. I was alive for that. Mm -hmm. You're alive for all of this, Ma. Well. (laughs) Charles de Gaulle is inaugurated as the first president of the French Fifth Republic. And I'm just like, huh? There's been five republics? And I just, I know very little about French history. Me as well. Um, Motown Records is founded by Barry Gordy Jr. in Detroit. Mm-hmm. On February 3rd, 1959, a.k.a. the day the music died, Buddy Holly, the big bopper, and Richie Valens died in a plane mm. crash in Iowa. That's I remember he- riding in the car with my dad, listening to Bye Bye Miss American Pie. Yep. That's and getting a whole history lesson. Mm. Yeah, because that's a long-ass song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the good news is Motown was was started, so music gets yeah. even better. Mm-hmm. But Buddy <clears throat> Holly, the Big Bopper, and Richie ba- Valens—they were they were talents. Mm-hmm. And Richie Valens is from right right in my backyard here. He was from yep. the NoHo. He was from the San Fernando Valley. Ah, yep. Um. The Marx Brothers make their last TV appearance. So it's kind of like an end of an era. Lorraine Hansberry becomes the first black woman to produce a show on Broadway when her play A Raisin in the Sun opens. Outstanding. Wow, in 57. 59. I was seven in 59, hence the confusion. Mm -hmm. Numbers are not my friend. And finally, a little a brief history of Tibet and China. So Tibet is located where Mount Everest is and the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where you picture it. And it's that area where the Himalayas and then like that area north. That region is nearly a quarter of China's territory. It's very big. Tibet I did is. not realize that. Yeah. I thought it was tiny. No, it's really big. The to- oh. It's like the Tibet Plateau and stuff. So there has been a long, long history of just, it goes back so far. But just to briefly, briefly summarize it, there's a whole bunch of stuff with China. There's a whole bunch of stuff with Britain because, you know, Imperial Britain was trying to just be up in everybody's business. 
And there's a whole bunch of stuff with Russia because it was right there too. And you know how Russia gets down. Hmm. So there was all of that. Um, in 1912, the 13th Dalai Lama returns from India and Chinese troops leave. In 1913, Tibet reasserts its independence. In 1949, Mao Zedong comes along and founds the People's Republic of China and threatens Tibet with liberation. And then in 1951, Tibet is forced to sign the 17-point agreement with China, which basically China says, look, we're going to respect your whole Buddhist traditions and whatnot, and we guarantee you autonomy, but we're going to establish Chinese civil and, and military headquarters in Lahasha. And then by 1959, this brings us to what happened, the Dalai Lama is granted asylum in India. Um. And so Tibet has a whole bunch of other stuff. Also, there was a full uprising in 1959, which led to the Dalai Lama getting um, grant, being granted asylum in India. And there's always been a whole bunch of stuff. And that's why there's always free Tibet, because it's still not free. And <laughs> But, uh, you know, things get treated a little bit differently when these things happen in Europe. Just... That's just my way of just summarizing that. Of, but it, it's always been going on and always been happening where there's places that are being occupied by other big countries. And I would say it's, it, isn't it Asia, not Europe? No, it is Asia, but it's, it's like the same thing with, you know, Taiwan, where Taiwan's like, no, right. we are not Chinese. We're free and independent. Right. And China's kind of like, no, you are ours. And so China's kind of watching what's going on with, right. you know, Russia doing like, no, Ukraine, you are ours. And yeah, exactly. exactly. Except Ch China's kind of like, these things kind of tend to go differently when it's uh, when the people are blue eyed and blonde haired. Right. Right. It's just very interesting because you would just hear I. I just have to say, I stand with Ukraine and all of that, but the news, the news publications and the reporting and stuff is showing its white supremacy big time, especially with like the refugee situations and all that uh -huh. stuff. It's disgusting because it's like, but this is Europe. This can't be happening. And right. I say all of that to say like it hap it has been happening. It's always been mm -hmm. happening. It happens all around the world, but people right. get their underwear in a tizzy when it's Europe because it's white people. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> Christine, any nerd alerts? Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go on a different route, though. Okay. And we're going to talk about leprechauns. Oh, wait, before we talk about <laughs> leprechauns, can I just oh, okay. real quick do the yes. top five? Oh, yeah, you're not done. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just number five was Pillow Talk, which we've done before. Oh, it was really I good. Mm -hmm. Number four was Some Like It Hot, which we've done before. Yes, before which is BC. funny, funny. Oh, That's I know, BC. Operation Petticoat. Never number, heard of it. Number two is The Shaggy Dog. Never heard, heard of it, but sounds good. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a Disney, yes? Shaggy Dog? Disney. I think so. And the number one film of 1959 was Ben-Hur. Oh my God! My mother and aunt took took the 
my me and my two siblings to the drive-in to see Ben Hur. For some reason, they had a loaf of bread with them and <laughs> fed me the entire loaf of bread because I kept asking questions. What is leprosy? Why is that happening? What? So yeah, I believe I ate an entire loaf of bread rather than ask questions. <laughs> that sounds delightful. <laughs> I think it was, you know, the store's brand of Wonder Bread. So it wasn't it- delightful, but it was... But I feel like in 1959, it was still bread products. That, like probably. we hadn't gone into the full chemicals of, yeah, I don't think you probably. were eating embalming stuff yet at that time. I don't know. I feel like my body's been embalmed for seven well, that's, years. That's your gin talk in there. The Oscars. <laughs> no, she didn't. I kid, I kid. Take another sip. The Oscars, room at the top. The Nun Story, The Diary of Anne Frank, Anatomy of a Murder, and the winner. Yeah, we did Anatomy of a Murder. The winner, that bread baked Ben Hur, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, we have to talk about leprechauns, right? Yes. So, The Legend of the Leprechaun. This is coming from a very reputable source called. CelticWeddingRings.com. So, <laughs> if anything's not true, then you're wrong. Um, it's a legend, so who knows? So, I just wanted to make sure I'm quoting, I'm giving due to my sources. So, according to fables, leprechauns are tiny entities that normally take the form of an old man in a red or a green coat. Oh, yes. Historically, they like we only know them as green, but they used to be in red coats. It depended but, on the region. Mm-hmm. They are known to be mischievous, mischievous little creatures that like to make shoes and store their gold coins in a pot of gold that's hidden at the end of the rainbow. And if you capture a leprechaun, he'll give you three wishes if you let him go, which is what is going on in the movie. Mm. he can't let him go until he gives his three wishes um so leprechaun legends can be traced back to the 8th century tales of water spirits which were known as lutrapon lucrapon which means small body it said that these spirits merged with the household fairy and developed a penchant for heavy drinking so no (laughs) cellar was safe we might be leprechauns we might be. We're short. Mom, you might be a leprechaun. You, you might be. Irish. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the green like, tinge. You're like probably you a descendant of one. You do have like it, like like I mean, you're 98 percent German, but the other two percent is up for like you have it's Irish, true. Scottish. And I'm gonna say that the leprechaun part overtakes everything else because I'm mm-hmm. pretty good with the with the Irish accent. And mm-hmm. my father, I believe, has more Irish than you do, but that is, you know. <laughs> I think it's the black Irish. Well, it's the rapey Irish. Did I say that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just going off of history. Maybe they maybe he they were in love, you know. <laughs> it's history. Well, please, Christine, continue. <laughs> So, of course, some researchers argue that leprechaun actually comes from the Irish term leaf brogan, which means shoemaker. 
Uh huh. Oh. That makes sense. Yep. Leprechauns are often associated with wealth, particularly gold coins, but they are actually cobblers, which you would hardly presume as a lucrative vocation. Nonetheless, the myth of the pot of gold persists, and there are still people who go looking for this hidden treasure. So, the most common myth of the leprechaun is that they find gold coins buried in the earth, and they store them in a pot, which is hidden at the end of a rainbow. There were no rainbows in this movie. They just had the pots appear. Not one! Also, no marshmallows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No lucky charms. Yeah. Um, so, why do they need gold? We don't know. They can't spend it. But most researchers say that it's because it's just, they just use it as a means of tricking humans mm -hmm. and giving uh, leprechauns propensity for trickery. This is entirely possible. Well, because the answer to every question is money, and the leprechauns know that mm -hmm. about humans. So, also, are we sure? Because they are always um, very well dressed and well tailored, and and they always uh, have plenty to drink. Yeah, magic. all of all of that stuff is just magic. Oh, okay, there you mm -hmm. have it. Um, usually in the Irish folk tales, the leprechaun is depicted as a rogue who will deceive whoever he can. And usually, in the rare case, when humans catch a leprechaun, they're easily outsmarted by the magical creature that often uses a person's greed against him, which we mm -hmm. thought he was going to... We thought Darby was going to win, and then and once again, he was outsmarted in the end. Spoiler alert, exactly. sorry. For his, for his own sake, though. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, yes, it was mm, Disney. Yeah, it was. Um, the leprechaun allure, it still brings American tourists to Ireland. Yes, it does. <laughs> you get your picture taken with, with the, somebody dressed up in the costume. Many Irish people, though, are irritated by the stereotypes perpetuated by mm -hmm. leprechauns. Um, but there is a tale of morality that could be taken from the fable of the leprechaun. The fact that they often trick people to seek the pot of gold can be taken as a warning to not get too invested in get-rich-quick schemes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it, but true. Yeah. But also I can see how they that would be annoying because in America there were always signs that would say, you know, Irish need not apply. Oh, yeah. And then, then yeah. to be associated with greed and uh, tricking people and stuff. like Drunkenness. Yeah, and, and all of those things where you're like, oh, these are like these stereotypes. Oh my gosh, you know. But then once they, I think, I feel like once they establish the cast of like, nah, you, based on your red hair and your skin, you're good. Then it's, I think that makes yeah. it go down a bit easy. I would think. But that's just that's just this yeah. brown girl over here looking at the other side of the street. So according to Carolyn White's A History of Irish Fairies. There is no record of any female leprechauns existing, which oh. means that leprechauns defy typical laws of biology by surviving, and there is no evidence which tells the story of how they breed. Yes. How very interesting. That is extreme. Well, they live forever. Book, and that book actually says that leprechauns are actually deformed children of the fairies. Oh. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah. And... Though the legend of the leprechaun is well over a thousand years old, there was a sighting as recent as 1989 
by a pub landlord called PJ O'Hare in Carlingford County, Luth. O'Hare claims that he heard screams from a well and found the remains and clothing of a leprechaun, which is on display in his pub. And now the town has an annual leprechaun hunt. Yeah. And if you go there and if you drink enough in the pub, you believe the legend. Yeah. And lastly, leprechauns are actually a protected species under the EU law. Uh, no, I like oh. that. I like that. Carlingford's Sleab Foy Loop Trail is officially protected land for the 236 leprechauns that apparently live in Ireland. Oh, well, good and job. That's the leprechaun. I'm glad you you went down that rabbit hole or leprechaun hole, as it were. <laughs> bravo, bravo, bravo. Okay, yeah. I have to say that um, I was in Ireland for a long weekend for a wedding. Everybody we interacted with, everybody, so nice, so fun. So the cabbies, you wanted to get in a cab and you wanted to go farther than the cab would take you because they were so much fun and so uh, knowledgeable. You know, you want to go here, don't go there, stay away from this area, you know, really lovely people. Lovely people. I and you also had um fresh Guinness. I had real Guinness. It's a shame because we went to the Guinness factory and um I've never been a beer drinker. And at the end they take you up to the to the top where there's like a you know a 360 view of Dublin and you get a pint, a pint of Guinness. It, I could only, I took a sip. That's all I could do. Cause yeah. man, that is, whoa, that is a it's heavy a meal. Yeah. 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 But so much fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, the cab driver, uh, Jesus, Mary and Fook and Joseph. That's, uh, that's. <laughs> you gotta have the best stories too. And just in the accent too. It was, yes. It'll take, it'll take me 10 minutes to get dialed in to figure out what they're saying. And then I'm like, ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but. And by then you're three sheets to the wind. And, and so you're, you're doing the accent with them <laughs> and they don't find that offensive. <laughs> like some people. Okay. Oh, good job. Nerd alerts. We did nerd alerts. No, I meant negative reheatables. I felt like the Banshee and the Death Coach were a, a little harsh for young people who I felt this film might have been made for. Um, excuse me. This is Disney we're talking about here. Yeah. You gotta have some parent dying, like it's. But the banshee was scary. scary. And then the death coach. Scary. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, I was freaked out. Um, my other one was, uh, if you're 20, you gotta get married. If you're 30, you're beyond married marrying age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just Others? Out the pasture. There was one quote, I don't know which 
man said it, but he said, I like a lively girl. Mm. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to my next negative. Although I did like the tune, Pretty Irish Girl sucked as a song. Yeah. Oh, like, like I love lyrics? the tune. Yeah, the lyrics. Yes. Are, call me a pretty Irish, pretty little Irish girl. Katie needing to get married. And then mom being so involved with Pony. He clearly didn't want to run the thing. He Let didn't. Him go do his own thing. He was doing fine where he was. Mom wanted that prestige for herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have the tiny bangs of Katie. Yeah, they were. Oh, I thought she was lovely. I thought that it was, this was interesting because I could go either way, but Darby seemed really into the music of the bell. Like he was really like, yeah. I get to have the music of the bell. And I thought it was interesting, but then I kind of got it. Cause I was like, Oh, this is, you know, they don't have Spotify. This is his music. But then you find out that he's a fiddler. And then I was like, oh, maybe he just loves the tone of the bell. So, it, I don't know. That just seems very, like... But he, like, took total ownership of the sound that came out of the bell. It's like, yeah. that belonged to him. How? It should have belonged to the community. I mean, everybody can hear it. This isn't the Wu-Tang album that came out <laughs> that nobody can hear. You, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, Man... I had a hard time following this movie for a kid's movie. I was just like, wait, wait what's going on? Yeah, the, the plot was a little difficult. Huh? Yeah, I got real confused. Thank God for Wikipedia and the plot summary. I, I like the fiddle scene, but then it went on forever. Just the yeah. whole yeah, yeah it was cool. fun at first, but it was like way too long. Yeah, we... uh, could people really jig that long? Apparently, yeah. you were in Ireland. You tell us. <laughs> I didn't see the jigging. Um, here's a question: Why would the... so he plays the jig? You know, when he's in there. And it's to trick the little people to allow him to go out and so they can go all go out on a fox hunt. Why are the people that are that little going out on a fox hunt? Seems very dangerous. I have a lot, of, a lot of plot questions. They're using trickery. For the fox? Yeah, like, and the they're foxes small. Foxes are big. Yeah, but they're small enough. Ah, I think I they're like... It has no I, match for them because they have magic on their side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. they can jump from here to the other side yeah. of... Did you see how far they could jump and how yeah, high? Yeah, it's a long jump. You say jump, they say how high. Yeah, but I'm going to be like, a fox. Until you make your three wishes. That's it's true. The fox. It's, but you know, they could out-fox. A fox. The fox. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, this may be questionable, but I am of the mind where you judge a society by how they treat their leprechauns. And I thought it was very inhumane putting a leprechaun in a bag like that. Because it's yeah. just going to... How is he not just a bag of broken bones? You know his... Uh, just all the bones would have been broken. He's, a he's in a canvas bag. Yeah. into a rabbit. A hare. Yeah, but his bones would have just snapped like that. Just 
just brittle, just would have been seeping out of that bag. What is that? That's a leprechaun king because he broke his femur. It's just compound fracture. Tibia. He didn't break his femur. He broke his tibia. I have toxic masculinity. Yeah. I mean, Michael getting mad at Katie for stopping him from being violent. There was also a lot of grabbing going on. Michael's a lot really of grabbing. Yeah. Dome- and then there's the domestic violence because then, like, mm-hmm. you know, Katie, she'll, she'll throw a punch and they, they go off singing on their way. And I'm just like, y'all know, like, y'all gonna get, y'all, your relationship seems very, what is it? Oh, volatile. Yeah. Yeah, doomed. That's a volatile. <laughs> Bistikoffs are in the near. Yeah, because I. Oh no, go on. No, that was just just my end of it. Because I mean, we know Katie will throw a punch. We know Michael will throw a punch. I I, I okay. So I went to a wedding in Dublin, and the wedding was in this really nice hotel. So you go into the like the main ballroom. Let's call it. And the 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 background where uh, of where the wedding is going to take place is all this carved wood and it's beautiful and it looks very uh, church esque. And so they say their vows, and then they turn all of that wood carving around, <laughs> and it's a huge fucking bar. So <laughs> mm-hmm. so. I'm just going to say, well, from what I observed, the Irish know how to party. And yes. there was a lot of alcohol involved. So I feel like alcohol and volatile relationships don't end well. They don't. <laughs> no. Not that they're, I mean, the, the couple that got married are great. And he, like, he is a um, oh solicitor, whatever it is that wears the wig. Mm-hmm. It, it it in court so you know like it's not them it's just that wow parties in ireland go on a long time yeah and they like they like to put hands i'm specifically talking about michael and katie what we have seen in this film is that they put hands on each other yes <laughs> so I don't think that that's going to get less as they get more familiar with what buttons to press on each other. It's just what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we are to positive reheatables. Mm -hmm. My utmost, foremost, number one Super Bowl of positives for Ireland is no snake. Oh, they're running through that field. Put that down. They don't down. have to worry That's about right. any snakes. You need to put that down. At, yes. Hell Damn yeah. Damn straight. Yeah. Because yes. of St. Patrick, right? Yeah. Man. Yeah. He fiddled them all out. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, I know. I mean, gosh, could there be a better reason to move to Ireland? Well, their economy's not great, but they don't have any snakes. I also hear that a- I also hear that about Barbados. So, yeah. So we have those choices. Uh, Darby's uh, facial reactions to the fight that's taking place in front of him. <laughs> yeah. I love those. I love those. I believe those are my positive reheatables. Teeny? I had that retirement offer, I thought was pretty good. 
It seemed great. Agreed. You still get half of your pay, have somewhere to live with free rent. Are you kidding me? Sign me up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, there were no utilities at the time, but yeah. Where's he? It's like he's not going to get that somewhere else. No. Yeah. Um, the leprechaun's dance moves. Great. It's very knee based. Not a lot of hip movement. It's very knee based. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Orthopedic orthopedic surgeons in Ireland. <laughs> the rhyming song game, drinking game. I thought that was so fun. That was adorbs. Spitting bars. And then the fact that they used a lot of real Irish actors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Despite not, and we'll count out Walt Disney saying he was part Irish, but yeah, he said he was half Irish. He said he was half Irish. Mm-hmm. I'm half Irish and myself. That <laughs> was determined to be a lie. That's mine. As a good reheatable, although it is a negative reheatable, but if you're if you're from Pony's point of view, his mom is putting in a lot of hard work for him. On all fronts, just out there oh, yeah. being his biggest cheerleader, which okay. I mean, but he's also a, he's also a huge dick, and you're kind of like, ah, that's she she created that monster. Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. Brian Connors being the name of the king, I thought is hilarious and awesome. King Brian Connors, because. <laughs> Because I'm o- I'm over here in America and I'm like Brian Connors. That just sounds like a kid I went to first grade with. But in Ireland, like yeah, that would be the name of the king, the Leprechaun King. I just liked it. It's it's funny to me because you know you get into England and they're like mm, Benedict Augustus Wilson. I don't know, you know. Regina, Elizabeth, such and such. Oh, just as fact, yeah, just Brian. I guess, I guess I'm thinking of, uh, I'm, I'm thinking more of popes. (laughs) But Regina would be Regina, just saying. Yeah, but I don't know. Brian Connors is the king. Like it just doesn't sound kingly to me. King Brian Connors. (laughs) There might be something in Irish history. Why he was named Brian Connors? I didn't look into it. Yeah, because it's it sounds I know it just sounds like a very Irish name, but it's it it just stuck to me. It's I'm not just like, overly Brian Irish. Otters. There's no muck in front of it or an O. Right, right. But it's still pretty Irish, Brian Connors. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just, I don't know. It just made it just tickled me. This um okay poachers. I come from I come from poacher blood myself. I didn't really understand the whole bit about poaching, but rabbits on somebody else's land, that's how some of my people came to this country. That's true. That's true. So I was I was like, oh my gosh. And and people don't poach because uh, they just want to. It's because there's not available meat in the market to be able to buy. I mean, so they they go looking for it where they can, and it's on the Lord's land or the King's land or whatever. Yeah. So, but I didn't really understand that the poaching part of this film because they were poaching traps, and that 
I guess they weren't supposed to be poaching the rabbits, but then Darby was poaching the rabbits. I that went over my head. I was just like, oh, poachers. I don't know. That's yeah. what my family did. I know. Right. I have a picture of a woman in my mom's trunk who poached on the king's <laughs> land. Look at her. She was a poacher. I don't know and if she- they just talked about it so much because that's how they could work in the fact that the leprechaun was going to turn into a rabbit and get a- uh, an escape. Very possibly. Mm. But poaching rabbits was a real thing. <laughs> I mean, that's how, how I got to be here. Just poaching rabbits and... Because your your father didn't say cursing before uh before we got married. <laughs> yeah, look, he was like a, a leprechaun where he changed his form and tricked you. Did look indeed. Did mm-hmm. indeed. Did I miss when Darby took a hallucinogenic drug? <laughs> because all of a sudden the when the banshee woman showed up, I was like Yo, what are they drinking? Oh my gosh. So that just made me laugh. That's so funny because I just watched The Tourist on HBO Max and he does drink a hallucinogenic. And so I was like, wait, it did did Darby drink a hallucinogenic? But okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I have the good reheatable. Is it the star of this film is an old man? I mean, sure, mm-hmm. he's an old yeah. white man, but the fact that like ageism is definitely a thing in Hollywood. And how many films do we have where the protagonist of a film is an old man? You know, like I listen, I'm like, oh, Sean Connery's in this. He's young. He's gonna be the lead. He's barely in this film. This is about an aging. Uh, yeah, man who likes to drink alcohol, silver-haired and over the edge. I mean, you know, I was just... I thought that was kind of refreshing and kind of a hats yeah. off. I had too. Well uh, done. And then I, I thought that maybe given the year that it was 1959 that that would kind of say something because that would be what the greatest generation was facing in 1959. Yes. Kind yes. of a, a changing of the guard kind of thing where exactly the sun is setting on their youth. And now we have these youngsters coming in that didn't even serve over in the great, the had no idea war. what they went through. Yeah. So I just thought like, Oh, that's very interesting. Um, and then finally, this is for a positive reheatable is that, you know, I mentioned it earlier. It can't be a Disney film if a parent doesn't die. So then when Darby has to get up in the death coach at the end, I was like, son of a bitch, fucking Walt Disney's done it again. But then he flipped the script and had the king trick him to use his fourth wish, which negated everything. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Brilliant. it was brilliant, and then I wonder, ah, damn it, though, this movie I don't think did as well as, as they thought it was going to do, and then that's why we end lot. up That's why we end up with all the de- dead parents. Just Exactly. Re- that's why Bambi's mom had to die at the beginning. Just all of it. Dumbo, everything. Although maybe those like came before this movie, but Don't I mention don't. Dumbo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Saddest movie ever. So I was... And then Clever King Brian, he... I mean, he really did have Darby's back. He did. You know? He had a heart of gold. Whoa! Well played. Well played. 
So we are to quotables. Mm -hmm. There's many a lass lost her market from waiting too long. The old woman told Katie, who's not even 20 yet. Hmm. Yeah. You mother and little heathens. <laughs> you mother and little heathens. I, I enjoyed that a lot. That sounded like something that you wish you had had when you were teaching. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You could say that to some mother and I little heathens. I could and say, I'm just quoting a Disney film. What did I say that was a you curse mother word? mother and little heathens. Mother and Although, little heathens. Although, once mother came out, probably yeah. wouldn't able to continue to film. You mother and fucking little heathens. Oh, Jesus fucking Mary and Joseph. <laughs> It's all Disney's fault, I tell you. It's, he's an anti-Semite, you know. <laughs> Other quotables. Allegedly. Uh. <laughs> ABC Disney years. Allegedly. Hey, I didn't invite Lenny Riefenstahl. Look at me. Um, I had, your heart's as cold as a wet Christmas. Yes. Yes. Which I and mean, then, I've been through many a wet Christmases, and they don't—they don't seem we very had a cold. Fine, warm yeah, heart not that bad. Yeah, when you like where we grew up on our our Mid Atlantic, Probably. it's often a wet Christmas. Yeah, and then when he goes down to the, I don't to the underworld to the other side. Was it? Yeah, to Leprechaun into the mountain or whatever. Um, they said the king said there's nothing but fun and diversion here. <laughs> Some psychedelics. Yeah, that's all yeah. I wrote down for my quotes. No women though, so. Um, well, some people would really enjoy that. Yeah, that hey, whatever, no judgments. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I have, you wish a fourth wish, you lose them all. Which, whenever there's a wish thing, your first wish always has to be infinite wishes, right? Yeah, but it's not, no, I don't think that's a no. thing. Oh, okay. I, I, nobody I think, thinks of that. But I don't Tell think that's, once you get to your fourth wish, you're done. Oh, yeah. even if you, your first wish is that you bet. wish for infinite wishes, it's like a small print. Print. Yeah, you just clicked yeah. on accept. In, yeah. Yeah. The user agreement. I guess mm -hmm. so. This one, man, this, this one cut a little close to home. She said, somebody, some man said, she's got a tone to clip a hedge. <laughs> As someone who has been told, that they have a tone <laughs> by men. <laughs> I feel that just I was like, ooh. That that was the is it TD? Are you the one like what is it? Like don't tell us calm down. <laughs> Not tell me to calm down. Yeah. They have to say calm down. I'm like with my tone. I'm like, you gonna tell me how I am to speak now? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Is that what we're doing? Oh my um, god! And then Aaron, this one, you do have a tone to clip. <laughs> don't start no shit. Won't be no shit. Am I right? Don't make me have to use a tone. Right, there you go. 
Yeah. You must not know about me. Yeah. Like, what, what are we even doing here? Don't make me go into my, don't make me have to use it. <laughs> um, one look, one look at her and you'll know her. But will you really? I mean, that's just, ah. You'll know what you want to know about her. It's, that's just lust right there. You, you're like, oh, but she's a full person. And, but he was just like one look and that's all I needed. And yeah. So there you go. Look at Disney just reinforcing great things to youth. Mother and little heathens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We are to LVPs. Mine was the scare level for kids. I have watched a lot of Disney, but I really felt like that Banshee and that death coach, that was a lot. Yeah. The, it was like the green was really. Yeah. And it was uh, early um, um, FX, you mm-hmm. know, so Oh, man, I thought that was really pretty freaky. I gave you a scare scare, huh? When you were like, baby, this is daytime viewing. Who knew? It mm. gave me a touch of a, a touch of a, mm, I, I would get <laughs> some emails about showing that film. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, my LVP was them trying to set up Katie. Yes, leave her alone. I stand by the belief that Katie didn't want any of the mans. She didn't need she, a freaking man. He didn't either. Didn't maybe she didn't want to be with anyone. Maybe she just liked her life the way it was, or maybe she would rather a female companion. Exactly. I can see that. But then also I could see maybe she was just holding out for young Sean Connery. I mean, he is toxic yeah, and stuff. Just let her like, have who she wants. Yeah. Yeah. But she's yeah. just the whole, like, having to marry her off. And, yeah. Like, oh. And I understand there's a whole culture of arranged marriage that, great. But she didn't seem like, she didn't need any help. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's also just the, the message of what it's saying to young girls is. She's got to go. having to get married. I didn't get married until I was over 30. Right. I, I have not gotten married. Exactly. Spoiler alert. And, and all the- of those are mm-hmm. great choices. Mm-hmm. But but her thing was she was going to have to go from her father to her husband. There was no in between. And, and that's, that's creepy. That is and, creepy yeah. to me. Ew. And also yeah. how she wasn't allowed like, to go into I don't need my husband to take care of me like my father did. That's fucking weird to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Excuse it's my a, language. It's a Because he's not going to. Yeah. <laughs> that would take way too much work. No. You entered into a partnership, a yin and a yang. Although he did tell me to take the recycling out today, and that was like, oh, my God, the amount of times my dad would tell me to take the cans into the garage. So oh. I don't know if you were there. <laughs> But but, but look, wait, but you didn't you? just get that a man. You got his family. Yeah, you got us. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really what I was in it for. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, she wasn't even allowed to go out to get a horse. He was like, I mean, never mind the fact that the horse was uh, what is it? It was a a poop. 
Luca or something. It was. It turned out to it be worked. a mystical spirit. Exactly. But the, but she should be able to go outside into the f- field, especially in Ireland at that time. Seemed relatively but safe. But you don't want to get in the bog. Oh, yeah. Because if you get in the bog, you get in the peat, and the peat just, just disintegrates a body. I'm telling you, if you want to be a serial killer, do it in Ireland. Allegedly, allegedly, we already have the lawyers of Disney coming down on this podcast over the things I've said. I've already called the Irish people in our family lineage rapists. We're just, this is such a controversial episode. <laughs> allegedly, Who knew allegedly. Darby O'Gill would be controversial. controversial. I, that's what I thought, though, when I went through. When I was on a tour and they were going, oh, you don't, you know, you don't want to ever spend a lot of time in the bog. The bog just like takes everything over and just, I was going, oh man, if I were a serial killer, this is where I'd want to do it. But I thought that the bogs actually um, like mummify and preserve. I think if you get to a certain level of bogness, that it actually will preserve the body, but you, it's just the body can never really be found. You, I don't know if that even makes sense. Ain't nobody uh, going in the bog to look for yeah, a body. That's what I'm saying. But if they happen upon it, it, it might be very well preserved. Maybe. Right. I don't know. Don't. I, I don't know to, either. Uh, I'm talking. I don't know. Here. I will say at this point, our bus driver did tell us. What's the difference between Bono and oh. and God? Now we have now we have the you two lawyers on our case. <laughs> Go hey, ahead. This was my bus driver taking us uh, on a tour, and he and we went by Bono's estate, mm-hmm. and he said, "What's the difference between Bono and God?" And the answer is. God doesn't think he's Bono. This was an Irish oh. bus driver. Hey, I'm, I'm just repeating what I heard. Yeah. I laughed heartily. She's like, that's a good one. That's, that's a good one. I have for my LVB everyone's teeth. <gasps> that one dude in was he in the bar? Yeah, the, I, they yeah. had the, the black makeup on their teeth, which I also, I respect because it's in the old timey. It's always funny when you're watching these Hollywood pictures and it's old timey and yet everyone has perfectly bleached white straight teeth. And I'm like, nah, dog. Nah. Yeah, because nah. ex- I wrote down teeth and then I crossed it out because everybody else had perfect teeth. I just there there was some time and attention was, paid to like doing some, especially at the beginning to really set the tone of like it okay, did, it did. I see. So that was my LVP. Okay, MVP. I left it blank for a really long time. Oh, because I didn't have one MVP. But if I have to choose one MVP, I'm gonna go with young Sean Connery. Mm. Oh yeah, he was nice. He was he was lovely in this. He wasn't like overly. I'm so. I'm so great. Well, he know. was young and hungry. He hadn't gotten anywhere yet. Exactly, and he he could go along with the whole. I see a rabbit. You see a leprechaun. But it's okay, you know. Like, 
So, yeah. My MVP was the special effects. Mm. Because I thought they were pretty good for it being 1969. Yes, agree. I, mm-hmm. And then 15. I, nine, not seven. You were seven and 59. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> was there water in North Carolina? Who knows? Um, <laughs> There was no mescaline involved. So then I looked into, I was reading a little bit about some special effects because they didn't have them back then. Right. They had to get creative and they used something called forced perspective, which was used to create the illusion scene in the movie. Forced perspective is pulled off by having some of the actors and sets in the foreground and some of the actors and sets in the background. Took a lot of planning to make all the shots work. And this is one of the cases where, um, sorry, I'm reading this article word for word. Don't listen to that. I read they reckon, they just, Yeah, you did. They recommend watching the movie for it. Um, but sometimes Sharp would have to stand on a high platform just to get the illusion to work. Oftentimes the shots had to be carefully and heavily lit just to keep the shadows from one perspective from casting onto the other. Wow, that's, I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah. The other trick was to get their eye lines to work. The actors would be 15 feet apart, and yet it would have to look convincing enough so you'd think Mm -hmm. they were sitting right next to each other. So Sharp and O'Day had to work on their eye contact to keep things looking normal. Um, They said, this is something you'll also notice in movies where you have live actors interacting with animated characters. Mm -hmm. When the eye lines don't work, it ruins the illusion. And then they like brought up who framed Roger Rabbit. Um, But I thought that was, I didn't, I never read that. I agree. I did not realize that they had some little people as well as some uh, full framed people in the same shot but it was the perspective that made that work mm-hmm. my honorable mention mvp is sean connery's eyebrows they were transfixing they were you couldn't not look at them i was just like oh my gosh but my real mvp same with teeny it's the forced perspective it was great yeah. and still Outstanding. That's why when so Olivia recommended this movie. Like yes, she did. And I texted her this week, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna do it this week." And she was like, "Oh, I can't wait to hear me think it's wild." And she was like, <laughs> "The special effects are before it's time." Yes, yes exactly. They completely hold up, even the the weird like banshee, and it's in its neon green and the death. I'm saying. Yeah. Frightening. Holds up. Our shout out to Olivia. Shout out. Okay, recasting. I just did one. It's it's hard to. I found it hard because it's it's a like with Leprechaun, so I didn't really feel it was appropriate to do a Hamilton cast. But I guess you could. I don't. I got caught up in the. I didn't want it to be like is Irish and then have like non-Irish people in it. All right, but who's to say they aren't there aren't some black leprechauns? That's well, that's true because we just, we haven't seen it because it was Disney. He wasn't a racist though. <laughs> so I have I have a fluid cast. Oh. So I started out with my Darby, 
is Tracy Morgan. Oh, I do. Okay, you know what? You've proven me wrong already, Ma. I wow, see that's it. a good one. I see. Oh my like God, Darby with his tall tails. Oh, I would, I would just love like Tracy Morgan is the caretaker, and then he's just in the pub telling stories. Exactly. I yeah, you had me. Okay, but my Katie, my Katie ain't taking none of this shit. She ain't taking that. I'm going mm -hmm. to my. I, I, I have to have a man in my life. She mm -hmm. can take care of herself. Mm. My Katie is Jody Turner Smith. Oh, wow. She, That's right. Oh, that is a great one. Yeah. So, like, yeah, my father can be out there at the pub doing his thing. I'm taking care of business because I want to take care of myself. So, I, I mean, okay, so Michael is going to come. He's going to be the great savior, but he's going to know we're equal. Mm -hmm. We're partners. So, mm -hmm. my Michael, I just started watching sing, Single Drunk Female. Mm. It's the, I heard it's, that was good. It's the daughter from The Mick. Oh, oh okay. my God. Oh, my God. And so, this guy is Garrick Bernard. He was in like a Star Wars or something else. But he's like, so he can be all that or he can be, okay. I'll take my cues from you, whatever. Okay, okay, so my king of the leprechauns. Do you know that they wanted the king of the leprechauns and Darby to be the same person? Which oh. I thought would be amazeballs. So my very first king of the leprechauns was Eddie Izzard. Oh, you know what? That would be a great one. I also, though, like as King of the Leprechauns, Cat Williams. Yes. Oh, my right. God. Hey. <laughs> with, with Tracy Morgan, Cat Williams, King of the Leprechauns. Yes. So I also have, I'm only going to change Darby. Could Darby could be either Wanda Sykes okay. or... She oh. could be the queen of the leprechauns. That would be, oh my gosh, there would be, people's heads would explode because there's no female leprechauns and you're making her a black woman. Oh my God. That's right. So, you know, Katie would stay the same. Michael would stay the same. But so those are my, because I could so see Eddie Izzard doing that, but I can see Wanda Sykes doing that yeah. with, with um, Tracy Morgan being the Darby. That's good. Yeah, I know. I Thank that. you. I'm rather proud. All right. I went with the straight up Irish recasting now. Okay, so, that's fair uh, because it is an Irish story. I just, hmm. you know. So for my black Irish. My Darby, I I mean, this, he's been one of my favorite Irish actors for a long time. And I saw the Batman and it wasn't until the credits where I was like, <laughs> wait. Colin Farrell was in this film? What, where was he in this film? Yeah. He oh. is unrecognizable and gives a, a fantastic performance. This man is a national treasure uh, on, I guess he's an international treasure. Yes, <laughs> actually. because I had a moment with, with Colin Farrell when I was in Ireland. Oh, that's right. I went to Bally Kissing Bally Kiss. Angel, the bar from Valley Kiss Angel, which was a 
kind of a soap, uh, an Irish soap opera. And Colin Farrell started there. And his his picture was on the wall at, of the table where I sat. So Colin and I had a, well, oh, I had wow. a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have him as Darby. And then as Katie, I have. Although you don't want him to, to actually partake in the alcohol because he is an alcoholic and he is, you know. Like but he's acting. He's clean he can for a do while. It. Yeah, he's okay. acting. He, he'll do it. I mean, you see okay. him in the Batman. I didn't even, I was just like, oh my, I was blown. I mean, I've been blown I away by him. him so many times, but yeah. he, he is just fantastic. Yeah. As Katie, I have Saoirse Ronan. Okay. She ain't going to take no mess from anybody. No, exactly. As Michael, I have Paul Mescal because he's the, the hot young Irish thing right now. He was in that normal people show. So people were all up in arms over him. So I have him. And as King Brian, I have the great Brendan Gleeson, who's been in so many things. And I neglected to write down all of those things. But he's he's a name. He's been around. You'll see his face and be like, ah, oh, yes, that guy. And he would be fantastic. And there you have all it. All right. So weird to tasty titties. don't have anymore. I'll uh, let you guys do the work for that one. I do have the leprechauns got no screen credit. Uh, the Banshee, that whole Banshee shit is an Irish legend. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Banshees are um, Banshees are women of the fairy mount. It's a female spirit in Irish folklore who's herald the death of a family member, usually by wailing, shrieking, or keening, which is like a Gaelic thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this role got Sean Connery his bond. This is what got Albert Broccoli saw this and went, that's our next, that's our next uh, 007. Mm-hmm. My pretty... Sh- my pretty Irish girl with uh, Sean Connery and the girl. Mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a single. Oh, oh they yeah. Released I mean, a I single. hear it. Yeah. And it was disappointing at the box office. Yeah. Well, yeah. Disney thought that he thought that all of the Americans with shamrocks in their eyes would come flocking to see this tale about. Because he had this notion of, I guess, like people who are um, Irish and like Irish descendants and and like like they they can trace their heritage back to that, that they would all are pining to go back to the aisle. And so they were going to they were going to present this and it was going to be there's like so many Irish Americans and they're all if only a fraction of them go, it's going to be a huge hit. Right. And there's a thing, I, I guess it, it's just interesting because do you think of of just the times that was in and how the, the times were changing? And mm-hmm. also there are people who were Irish and they were now veterans of wars like World War One, World War Two, where they have fought, you know, for America. And I know 
that there is a certain time and stuff in immigration where people come in and then you assimilate. And so some, maybe some of the customs, it was like, no, we're American now. We're mm-hmm. not Irish. But there are like still a lot of Irish federation, like, you know, like society groups. And he really went out and publicized it to cities like Chicago, New York, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, places that had big Irish communities. And specifically, like, within that, then he was um, focusing on firefighters, like, like you know, occupations right. that were heavily right. Irish. And, like, you know, who knows? It just didn't really translate. I have... So are those all your tasty titties, Ma? Super. Um, I have that Sean Connery, he was super into bodybuilding. Oh. Like big time into bodybuilding and he gave it up when he lost to Americans who were bigger. Uh, they just had the Americans just had bigger muscle mass and it was because the American bodybuilders avoided activities that would make them lose muscle mass and Sean Connery was such an all-around athlete that he loved football, soccer to Americans. Soccer, right. And so he would play soccer and that would make him lose his muscle mass. So he then he would lose bodybuilding competitions to Americans who were bigger. And he was so good at football, soccer, that he was offered a contract by Manchester United, which Manchester United is a big fucking deal. Oh, wow. He turned it down because he was 23 and he knew that a footballer's career w- would be he would be over the hill by the time he was 30 and so he decided to focus on becoming an actor because that had more longevity to it well done Mm -hmm. Uh, that was a a wise choice for him at that time um this was something that i didn't get when i watched the film but that horse cleopatra she was a fairy creature called a puka Mm -hmm. and she was she the creature was what knocked darby into the well and when he goes down right they were like all in cahoots with the leprechaun and stuff Here's a little uh, tasty titty. Poteen, I may be saying this wrong, but that's the drink that they were, that he gave King Brian to put, to be able to like carry him around in the sack. It's a traditional Irish distilled beverage with an alcohol by volume of 40 to 90%. Oh my God. It's they, also they known. Can drink some alcohol. <laughs> it's also known as Irish moonshine and. Mountain Dew. Oh, delicious. Wow. I'm in. It can only be made from cereals, grain, whey, sugar, beet, molasses, and potatoes. And if you see a product labeled poutine at a bar or airport, wait, I'm sorry. I just now heard it, but that's the family <laughs> nickname. Poutine. For, for, yeah, for the two of <laughs> you poutine. together. <laughs> That sounds about right. It's like when we're we're referring to both of you together, we refer to you as Poutini. And I just just like snapped in the place, which was hilarious. So if you see a label named Poutine at a bar or airport, it's really just Irish schnapps because by definition, oh. it is illegal and can't be sold. Oh. oh. Mm-hmm. You two are illegal and can't, can't be, be sold. sold. Um, I have that Walt Disney claimed to be half Irish and he visited Ireland in 1947 and 1956 and he studied Gaelic 
folklore for three months before making this film. And it was shot entirely in California, Southern California. Right. Disney backlots. Who knew that the San Fernando Valley could double for Ireland? Not me, because... It's Irish, too, apparently. Everything's Irish in March. And here's something interesting. So U.S. audiences had a tough time with the Irish accents. And they re-released it, Disney did, in 1964 with many actors' voices dubbed over. And that's the version that's on home video and streaming. So this version was the one that was dubbed. Right. Oh, my God. Because they used some Gaelic in it. Oh, like the original? Because I should have had... I was just too lazy. I was like, I should have had the subtitles on for this. Uh, It it took me a while to... And and maybe that was part of why I was like, wait, what's going on? I don't understand. Yeah. Because when when Darby was in the bar with the Leprechaun King in the bag, I'm going... Why doesn't he just open it and let everybody see the leprechaun in there? But then when he did it with Sean Connery, Sean Connery saw the rabbit, but Darby saw the leprechaun. Right, because he's a leprechaun. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be tricking. And I, by that time, I was so like, that man's got so many broken bones. You can't just, <laughs> can you imagine just being in a bag? You would just be snapping twig, 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 twig. So can't you imagine either Eddie Izzard or Wanda Sykes coming out of that bag and what they would say? Absolutely. Or Cat Williams. Well, that's true, too. Mm -hmm. With with a nice press. Ooh. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) You come with some heat. So. Well, that is Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Thank you, Olivia. Cause thank you, Olivia. What fun! Yeah, yes. it was fun. I yeah, it was. It's just enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's just a fun thing to watch. I, it I, does have a hundred. It has a hundred percent on the tomato meter, and that I, never happens. I mean, I'm not. A, everybody knows I'm not the biggest Disney fan, but for a Disney film, I was yeah. like, oh, what? Huh? Interesting. In March, perfect. So next week? All right. So next week. Oh, gosh. She's adjusting her glasses. I adjusted my glasses. That means it's going to be long or... Oh, you know what? I didn't look to see the time. I didn't even look to see how long this film was. No, because here's the thing. This was our first Sean Connery film. And after seeing those eyebrows... James Bond. James Bond. Yes. But then I was like, which James Bond? So I didn't know which James Bond because he first shows up in Dr. No. When was Dr. No? Dr. No is in 1962. But I was like, you know, I, and I, I went on the internet and I saw a list of the best Sean Connery films. And who knows? It's the internet, but the list. But then based on the title of Lone and These Times, it could be something that I, I come to regret next week. But just... Based on the name of the film, and it's Sean Connery as James Bond. Goldfinger. No. And the times that, that we are living in now of what's going on, I thought. I don't know the names of any James Bond films. 007. <laughs> 
He is. It is a James Bond film. And it is. And he is 007. Goldeneye. No, Pierce Brosnan was Goldeneye. Okay. It's 1963. I think it might be his second film. It's not his first, but it's from Russia. Russia. From Russia with love. Yes. Oh, so it okay. could, I know, it could be. But I was oh like, God. it's it's young oh Sean Connery. Oh, it's you're picking it, not I us know. Sometimes. I was just like, ah. but he but he's James Bond, so could he? Re- it's the height of the Cold War. I'm thinking that there's sarcasm in the title, right? Yeah. There's so much uh, masculine tox. Like I could, I I can't. I couldn't yes. see how like there like he's he's James freaking Bond. He's not, this isn't gonna be a love letter from Russia. Literally, it's gotta be. I I I, I just have to have faith in the MI6 that there that that it isn't in the height of the Cold War that they didn't come out with this like. I wonder who is propaganda. his M. I wonder who his M is. We're gonna find out all of that. I just thought it would be fun. You know, oh, our first James be. Bond, and it's shot and young Sean a, Connery. We have an action movie finally. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. I I was gonna go with Doctor No. That was his first film, but then when I saw like From Russia with Love, I was you like, you gotta eh. go with that. You gotta. Yeah. Right. Pretty we'll sure I didn't see this in the movie theater. Nineteen sixty-three. Yeah. Would have been. That's young. That's too young. Too young. <laughs> the movies that we saw at 11. Oh, my gosh. The movies you saw at 12 months. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, well, let, Olivia, thank you thank for our you. Darby O'Gill. Yes. Perfect. A perfect St. Patrick's Day movie. And, and now we have an action film. Poppy might even watch. I just thought, like, we can't tease a young Sean Connery and, and not. Yeah. I'm so curious now. Me too. And I think we need to have a shaken, not stirred. Martini? You, like, we have to buy vermouth now? <laughs> oh, no. And you just, what's in a martini? You vermouth? just need to smell the vermouth and then put the gin in it, right? And, do, and just do you guys, gin. you guys remember? You want to know something about me? Yes. yes. One time, I had this friend in college named Timothy Lee. Hey, Timothy. Um, and he was, yeah, we became quick friends. And he was my friend that, so for this is fitting because um, UNC Beat Duke last night and yes, last game at Cameron. <laughs> FYI, we're UNC, not Duke, but I paid no attention. That's yeah. that's the reason UNC won. Fuck Duke. And we, so when I, I don't know if they still do this, but you used to get in like the lottery and you would have to go wait in line on a Saturday morning and then you'd get, well, for Duke games, um, and for other games, you would be in the lottery, and if you won, you could bring a person with you. So he and I had like an agreement. So if we, if either of us got a lottery ticket, we would bring the other person. 
that's beside the point. That has nothing to do with where I was going. But we were at a party one time, and it was just a stupid frat party. And we were both like, this is, this is dumb. And we left the party pretty inebriated and went to a bar, a martini bar. I'm pretty sure I was the ripe age of 18. I don't know how I got in. They just let me in. And I ordered a martini, just like a, I don't know how I ordered it, a martini. Right. It came with the olives. Right. And to this day, I can remember how disgusting it was. And I drank the whole thing and I ate the olives. That's right. So disgusting. Do you guys remember at at the beginning of the pandemic, before the pandemic, Maybe like a year and a half before the pandemic, I bought a bottle of vermouth. Yes. And then remember when the pandemic hit, I went into like, ah, well, I have I have this vermouth. I need to kill it. So remember, it was a good two months where I was just forced drinking martinis, gin martinis, because I didn't have any vodka. And I was like, I need to get rid of this vermouth. And I was yeah. just like, why? This is... And that was the whole thing where I came up with. That was also when I had the bottle of scotch. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it was actually, and the scotch, and I was just like, I have a whole like hierarchy now of how I judge people with scotch Mar- and martinis. But a dirty Mar- martini with olive uses, juice. Yeah. See, yeah. Now I could do that. Oh, it. I had. I have a whole. I had a whole thing of olives, and I was going. I was trying everything to make it. To you make think it I like it. I remember, and you were like, <laughs> "Are you done with the martinis yet?" I think like there's podcast episodes where I'm talking about this, where it's just like I'm still doing the martinis, and I. I, I gotta get rid of this vermouth. Yeah. So that's well, why I can March- drink anything. 2018 2019 whenever bobby ran the boston marathon yes olivia yes. and i we were to a bar and we were like let's give martinis another try and i remember both of us ordered martinis and still i well, think that was the catalyst of why <laughs> yes. you guys did that and i was like yes. oh my gosh i still have this bottle of vermouth and then that's when i was you guys gave it a try i gave it another try we all no. decided it wasn't for us, but I had to get through this bottle of vermouth. You I'm had a whole bottle. Dad. Yeah. I don't quit. I can't quit. I'm not a quitter. So I had to the get next, through next it. Next week. I don't know. It's still going to be the, the gin hot toddy. I'm going to do my gin gimlet and, and I'm going to shake it, not stir it. No, I'm not. I'm going to nah, stir I'm it. Stirring. But I'll pretend. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed this pre- Saint Patrick's Day. Saint Patrick's Day. Yeah, I'm sorry. It just wasn't my week. And next week we're doing James Bond. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, there you go, listeners. Bye.